do it. I had to bring us in with Billy Joel just to try to continue the Billy Joel theme that we've had for several weeks. Welcome to the show, Twisted Lister, episode 24, <laughs> counting down our favorite music movies here on Oscar week. And, of course, we've had plenty of Billy Joel discussion, so I had to go with a Hollywood-themed Billy Joel song there, say goodbye to Hollywood, to bring us into the show, boys. Welcome. I hope we don't confuse anyone by them thinking that we're a Billy Joel podcast. You know what? They could easily make that mistake over the last three weeks. First of all, my comment on that, Dad, it could be worse, number one. Uh, Number two, you know what? The key key to success in the Internet is finding your niche. If the Billy Joel fans want to flock to our show, then let them let them flock to our show. We'll adjust. We'll adjust if we need to become a Billy Joel podcast to get the listenership uh, up to where we need it. You know, we'll adjust. Harris. Yeah, I mean, if, if we're if we're going for the Billy Joel crowd, though, we're gonna have to teach them how to like you know set their VCR to not flash twelve all the time and when to take their Metamucil. You know, like. But if that's our if that's our yeah. niche, let's do it. I, yeah, okay. and, and we'll do it. We'll do a post game show for all consecutive uh, all the consecutive eighteen nights at the Garden. It'll be great. Same set list, probably. Ever. It's not. I don't know. That's harsh. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know. Anyway, welcome to the show. Yeah, Oscar week, and we're gonna count down our favorite music themed movies, which should be really good. So I started, Todd. I, you know, Todd. I told you this earlier. I, I started to think as I was getting this thing, this uh, list together. Then my st- my mind started going towards. Hollywood themed songs and of course uh, that's yes. where I yeah and that's where I ended up on on uh, on say goodbye to Hollywood and then of course I ended up with with Bob Seger you know oh, Hollywood night yeah yeah which then which then took me to Harrison last show you opened with I can't remember how it came up but of course, then Harrison, you started discussing. You had an OC reference, right, in the last show. How did? Well, Apparently, I, 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 I chunked it on the OC reference. No, yeah. but yeah, but what was the OC reference? You made an OC reference last time. Why? It was uh, it was uh, Imogen Heap. It was a uh, hide and seek from was... uh, when uh, Marissa shoots. What's his name? She shoots Trey. You were right. I think you were right. I about used that. Trey. That's what no. I said. I, I, look, I thought about it later. I realized Trey was the guy from like the wrong side of the tracks that she was going out with. And I think he was about to like shoot Spurts. Someone else. Dude, I've been freaking out about this no, all week. No, it was Ryan. No, she didn't shoot Ryan. Oh, you're right. She didn't shoot Ryan. So here's where my yeah, mind went. She didn't shoot him. After, after Hollywood Nights, and then I started thinking about, oh, was it Hollywood Nights, which was in the first episode of the OC? No, it was Night Moves. And do you remember the use of Night Moves in the first uh, episode of the OC? Do you guys remember this? No, I do not remember. Wait, you really no. you don't remember? You don't remember when Night Moves? When I, I don't remember the first the first episode is that when he says welcome to the oc bitch is that no, I, or no? no it's when I mean, that's the only thing worth remembering it's when marissa's mom marissa's mom is having yeah. an affair with marissa's julie cooper she had julie cooper with marissa's boyfriend and he turns out luke, i think he turns out luke, to be gay luke, yeah luke yeah and then this song is playing yeah Pants yeah, and I started thinking about it. Anyway, that's this is where our minds go during the week. <laughs> and OC, and also, I mean, OC single. If we're gonna talk about musically minded Fox dramas, we can't miss uh, the Heights. Oh Jesus! Yeah. This is going down. A, yeah, well, of course. How do you uh, talk to an angel? That's a big. That's a big leap. Fox music single. It's not a big. It's not a big leap from where we are. Oh, Harrison, it's a huge leap. 
comparison. All right. Because, no, it's a big leap. But if you, I mean, I, I think you're right. Obviously, everybody, I think we know where that is. That's that's Ray Pruitt slash Jamie Walters, uh, of course. Yeah. How do you talk to an angel? Yeah. I gave away, that was among the cassette singles given away at, at my bar mitzvah. But then you're heading right toward the peach pit. You know that. You're right. You're heading yeah, toward the peach pit. This, uh, yeah, oh. that's true. H Harrison, this is a whole history now of Fox, which I like where you're going because you're right. It all... Um, it all culminated, I feel like, with the OC because the OC yeah, was, it, did such a good it, job with music. They're the, yeah. They were kind of the heir apparent, the progenitor of the Melrose Place, 90210 Heights uh, right. dichotomy. You know, they moved it into the uh, early, early what is it, aughts. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So we had, I was going to mention, we had some uh, solid feedback. There it is. From Thad, a loyal listener, Thad. Oh, wait a minute, uh, Todd. Todd. Now that Harrison's what? taking us here, you can't just... All right, okay. You can just talk over it. And this was indeed recorded off of VCR because you can hear the buzz. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, as I mentioned, this cassette single was given away at my bar mitzvah along with, as I've mentioned before on the show, Rex and Effect, Rump Shaker, Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back, and Candyman Knocking the Boots, along with the rest nice. of development people every day. <laughs> I'm not sure how Ray Pruitt made it in, but he did. <laughs> well, you know what this was a precursor to? There's no doubt this, this was a precursor to Hootie. I feel like this was a precursor to Hootie, this song. I feel like there's a... No? Oh, I think yeah. you want to bring it to Darius Rucker. Yeah, yeah, we want to bring it back bit. to Darius Rucker. It's, yeah. It's like a weird... It's like, it's like a, it's a softened up collective soul is what I hear. Ooh, well, I, I see that. I, I see that. that. Yeah, I, yeah, I see that. There's a little yeah. Ed Roland yeah. quality. I see yeah. that. Well... Yeah. So after I after I had my so then my head goes from you know all three of us probably you're maybe you got I don't know I'm always like DJing in my head you know like where do you go you so I go from oh, yeah. I go from Hollywood Nights then I go to Night Moves and then because of Harrison's OC reference then I start thinking about Hollywood songs which of course brings me to and that's a whole another list you know on its own but. Um, and then I started, of course, going down the the, the Sean Mullins sinkhole. Uh, if oh, you yeah. think, I mean, because of, oh, yeah, no. yeah, Harrison. I mean, that's this is, you know, because then you start. You yeah, this is where you go. Oh, where you me? really wanted to play this? Yeah, yeah this is where you go. Yeah, this is where you go. Oh man, I'm gonna cancel it. All right. Anyway, that's that's what happens. Oh, that's there. my head. No, that. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Todd, don't st – did you hear Harrison? You hear that? Todd, don't stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, Todd, oh, Todd, you sure? You did, you, I thought you wanted to turn it off. In the Hollywood Hills and the Boulevard. Uh, picturesque Hollywood. So good. Her parents threw big parties. Everyone was there. They hung out with folks like Dennis Hopper and Bob Seger and Sonny and Shane. All right, yeah, so that's a Hollywood song. And then, of course, Todd, to appease appease Todd, I said, you know, I got to play. There's one more song that I got to play if we're playing Hollywood songs before we get to our countdown because I feel like this is the song to play. Maybe this is what Todd wanted to open the show with. Is that right? Todd, is this what you wanted? And all the people dressed like 
I wasn't. No, I honestly wasn't thinking about this one. <laughs> Little Randy Newman. Randy Newman. Randy Newman. It's appropriate. Yeah. I was thinking L.A. Woman actually. The Doors. Mm. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> great. Great. Oh. LA song. Oh, a really, a, 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 a real, you mean a, a good song, like a... Yeah, <laughs> good song. Good song. We enjoy. Okay. All right. We did have some feedback from last week's show. Todd, let us know. Yes. Open the mailbag. Uh, yeah. Open the mailbag. We always enjoy feedback from yeah. our listeners, and uh, Thad, as I said, who is a very loyal listener, wanted was talking about the, the hookup songs, and last week we talked about best hookup songs, and he said... The song that worked so much magic for him was "Creep" by Radiohead. Um, interesting. interesting. It's an interesting selection. Actually, in my I wanted to tell that in my research, I did come across <laughs> "Creep," so it's not unheard of. There are other people out there who find that to be conducive. No, and, and there's and there's that certain type of girl who like if she's into "Creep," like that's cool. If she's into the angst and the self-loathing, then yeah, it's, it's like Spanish flies. Cool. Exactly. So that works. Um, so and then he also mentioned garbage, the song Milk, and then he did agree with Mazzy Star and threw he with Fade Into You. He threw in Wild, Wild Horses, Horses which I forgot that yeah. they covered, and that was it's a really was that cover. was that in the movie? Um, I want to say it was in that movie with uh, Marky Mark and uh, I know I'm not supposed to call it Marky Mark, but him and Reese Witherspoon. Fear, fear. I believe fear? it was in that. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe. But it could be that could have been a cover by the Sundays. Might I, I'll have to fact check that. Anyway. Thad mentioned those. He also threw in Janet Jackson as well as the coup de gras. He said hmm. was Janet Jackson. Either that's the way love goes, or anytime you, any place, if you're nasty. He said. <laughs> yeah, very nice. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Very nice. So Thad, Thad, thank well, you. Thad, Thad is working in the Detroit uh, metropolitan area, so he might have a different uh, rubric than we do. But yeah. <laughs> It's good, so, good, no, good set of choices. Nobody else, nobody else throughout the week had soul asylum sexual healing on their lists. I guess. That's, no, that's for good reason. That's uh, You're right. It, it, You're it, absolutely it, right. It, nobody else had that. That did not seem to get a lot of run on this <laughs> Valentine's Day. I'm not quite sure why that was, but uh, anyway, that was of course on my list. Well, as you can tell by the intro with all these great songs about Hollywood, it's time, without any further ado, to count down the top music movies here on the Oscar Week special. For Twisted Lister, Harrison, start us off as usual. As usual, so we're doing we're doing music musically minded movies, right? So not musicals. That's like you know, no, no, not, always not musicals and not music documentaries, right? So, or music right. performance video, you know, performance. As right. as you know, here here at the Lister, we like to keep that those pie slices thin. Yeah, it's really narrow it down here. So That's we're doing. Right. So mu- movies where music is important, or music's on the periphery, or music's a plot a plot point, but not necessarily a musical movie. So my number five on that list is a recent entry, um, but I think also one that uh, is a good go-to and a movie I enjoy watching all the time. That's Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah, despite the fact that it's based in Canada, it is still a fantastic movie. Um, you have Scott Pilgrim and his friends who are all members of the band Sex Babam. Uh, who have to go in, and Scott Pilgrim is going through a series of relationally based challenges uh, to date a certain girl, and a lot of them revolve around his, him and his band. So, uh, I think a good entry on the musically minded movies list. Here we go. So yeah, Michael Sarah, you know doing his thing, being the uh, the awkward teenager that he permanently is. 
but uh, a good choice, I think. That reminds me of the other Michael Sarah. What's the one the the Pink Bunny movie where they're ch they're chasing Pink Bunny? You know, oh, the, Nick and Nora's Infinite. Yeah, Spoiler. that's right. Nick oh, and yeah. Nora's Infinite yeah. Spoiler, which is another yeah, good musical movie. Yeah. movie. Didn't yeah. quite make the list, but um, same for me. Yeah. But also, yeah, definitely in that realm of, you know, in the same realm. But I think Scott Pilgrim's a much more fun movie. And if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. Going from there, I go with my number four, which is a classic. Coming up on its 20th anniversary here um, uh, is Empire Records. Came out in 1995. Everybody's familiar. Oh, yeah. Um, with uh, Rex Manning Day Rex and what Manning have Day. you. Yes. Some would say kind of a um, half-hearted spiritual successor to uh, – Days and Confused and the like, but I think over time it holds up on its own as a good um, music-based movie. Again, the plot surrounding trying to save a um, local record store that looks and feels very much like a Tower Records um, uh, from from collapse as they throw do the usual kind of Animal House esque antics. You're gave, saying, Scott? No, he gave us this, and I know any time to play something like this, Todd loves it. So, oh, I, Todd, you know, a charter member. Todd's, oh, a, yeah. Todd's a charter member of the Gin Blossom fan club. Oh, I'm a of Gin I actually drove all the way to Pittsburgh just to see them for my birthday. <laughs> nice. I had to cut their set short because lightning struck. I'm not kidding. Lightning struck. Oh, <laughs> we were outdoors. Oh. And he said, I'm sorry, we have to stop, and I was so upset. Did they get to this hit from the Empire they Records did. soundtrack? They, actually, they okay. did. I think they just got that in before. The, the Anybody have a track list handy of the Empire Records? We also got some Toad the Wet Sprocket, I think, on that. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and the, the big Edwin uh, Edwin Collins, was that his name? Oh, is that Edwin Collins, a girl like you. Girl like you. Girl like you. Now, Yeah, that was huge. An, an, an odd hit at that time. Yeah, it was. was yeah, yeah. There we go. Nice. It gets any part of you going, yeah, of course it does. <laughs> Always, whenever I have people over, I play this one. As long as, yeah, yeah. as long as well, everyone's over thirty. You know, and it's everybody always comes over and they're like, "Do you have any Edwin Collins?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let me dial up some Edwin Collins." <laughs> this sounds a lot like White Town. I feel like like oh, White Town. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely an influence there. Never thought about that. I can't turn it off. Harrison, I'm glad that you brought up Empire Records because it was on my. It was like, just on, like didn't quite make my list, but I really wanted to put it on there, and it's such a fun movie. And uh, I, mean, you're, I mean, you remember in high school, Rex Manning Day was shorthand for us going to Tower Records on oh, Wednesdays. Yeah. 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 No, Rex Manning Day was a wonderful thing. I actually was pretty excited. I saw, I think, in the last week that they were planning a Rex Manning Day celebration in Brooklyn, of course, of all places. Uh, I think it's happening in April. And, and uh, yeah, at Rough Trade. Is it is is it in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's in April, I think. So I, it's coming up, yeah. For all our New York listeners, maybe you want to plan on Rex Manning Day. Just saying. Yep. And also, it is, like you said, it's a good document of the times, the mid-90s, because it does capture that time when record stores were, you know, about to, you know, if not already, were, were failing and trying to hold on. And at that time, it was actually just being taken over by corporate behemoths, but soon enough, they'd be dead, so... I like it from that standpoint. It's a good, it's a nice artifact. It is. And from there, we jump back um, about 20 years prior to that, and uh, my number three pick for musically minded movies, and this one's kind of on the cusp, but I think it still fits in this category, is uh, this is Spinal Tap, um, the first of the uh, the kind of um, 
mockumentaries that we saw Christopher Guest produce. I, you know, by you know, in in and of itself, um, a classic from back in the day. Um, do you have any oh, good yeah. Spinal Tap queued up there? I can get to some Spinal Tap. Yeah, what's what's your fa- what's your what's your track choice off of? On- I think I like Stonehenge, Big Bottom. Yeah. Those are good choices. Yeah. <laughs> In ancient times, hundreds of years before the dawn of history, lived a strange race of people. So this is, you know, again, a Rob Reiner movie with uh, Michael McKeon, Griff, Christopher Guest, and Harry Shearer as the three main members of Spinal Tap. It's a documentary about, you know, like, I don't, why am I explaining Spinal Tap? Yeah, you I don't know. Spinal Tap. I feel like if anybody listens you shouldn't to our be show. Watch, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Like, there's nothing I have to explain to you at this point. If you don't know what this is, like, there's no way that you Wait, if they're this. listening to the podcast, though, they should go ahead and watch it, because it's like, it, it would be, we'd be remiss if we didn't But you should know what it is. You should know what it is. you should know what it, like, yeah. I, like, I'm sitting here trying yeah. to, like, give, like, an explanation. Why am I doing that? No. Spinal Tap. Go watch it. Go watch it again. It's great. <coughs> oh, Sorry. good. Um, no, I never... no cough button. No cough no button cough in Harrison's button. studio. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right. Next. So over there we have number two, um, which is a Cameron Crowe movie, which and needs probably no... not the only one. Yeah. No introduction, right? No introduction. Is uh, almost well, no it's in... almost famous. No introduction. Just play. Just play this. Just sit back and think about that scene. You know. That's right. You're on the tour bus. You're on the this. tour bus. <laughs> and you happen to be sitting next to Kate Hudson. Well, that's the best seat on the bus. Then. That's true. <laughs> Well, she only sits next to rock stars, though. That's right. You got to be Billy Crudo, friend. Well, or or Chris Robinson or Matt Bellamy. Well, that's true. She does love rock stars. That movie was pretty uh, pretty accurate. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine? I just I would love to see a day in the life of the Chris Robinson Kate Hudson relationship. I would love to see that. What was that like? Probably a lot of yelling and the th- and throwing of pots and pans. I would guess. No, throwing of pot. Yes, I don't know. I was gonna I say pot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Word. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else there was in that I think relationship. Chris Robinson's getting baked, and she's like, "I just came home from doing this movie," and he's like, "Oh, that's awesome, sweet." Okay. He's like, well, "Phil, gonna, Phil just called. I gotta go back out on the road." Records. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "What the fuck is the Chris Robinson Brotherhood?" And he's like, well, it's the actually the band that's my brother isn't in with me, so uh, <laughs> go figure that. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's uh, the Chris Robinson, uh, Kate Hudson thing is is strange. This brings me to an, oh, by the way, I found out this is another thing. So Chris Robinson marries Kate Hudson, and I feel like when rock stars marry cele- Hollywood celebrities, it gives them a different. They have a different profile all of a sudden with. With with like Hollywood life, like suddenly Chris Robinson has cred because people who read us now know who Chris Robinson is. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you do you understand? Oh you know yeah, I'm, yeah like, for sure. For example, I was playing with, with, with Sarah. I, I was I was trying to I was gonna play a game with Sarah where basically she all I did was I threw out a celebrity and she could literally name their significant other. It was absolutely remarkable. Uh, and obviously the Chris Robinson, Kate Hudson relationship being one of those, but it's really amazing how so many people just know who somebody is married to. Uh, anyway, that was a tangent. What, 
No, like Richie, Richie Sambora, Heather Locklear was one of the, you know. Yeah, but that's an old ones. school one, and they were like legitimate. Yeah, but those were both. Richie Sambora was a pop star, though. Chris Robinson, definitely not a pop star. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, carry on with your almost famous explanation as it comes in at a worthy number two on Harrison's list. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it some more, but uh, oh, I, yeah. I, 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 I cla another um, classics. It's a semi-biographical uh, movie that uh, was on my camera crew, and um, very interesting to ca capture another cultural zeitgeist. I guess this is why Days and Confused doesn't make this list, right? Because this movie is the same era, but does a better job of getting into the music side of things. Yeah, I don't know if I put uh, Days and Confused as a music movie. I don't. I. I. I didn't. It's a good. It, it's a good yeah. soundtrack movie, but oh, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't yeah. consider it because there was yeah. no like. They didn't discuss. You're right. You're right. Much, you're right. You know, but I'm just saying it's you know it's the other side of the same coin that you know. For oh me. yeah. No. No. There's. There's definitely some overlap. And almost famous, uh, a lot of it was based off of his time, Cameron Crowe's time touring with uh, – well, wait a minute. I don't want to misspeak here. Is it a combination? Well, I actually think it's a combination. Of Zeppelin That's, and the Almonds, right? Is that yes, right? Yes, Zeppelin and the Almonds. Yeah, 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 yeah which is – yeah, it's remarkable. <laughs> which, it, yeah, at 15 is just mind-blowing to think you could do that, but, you know. Yeah. Lucky him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, it's worked out pretty well for him. I think he did okay. But the movie makes it fun to go along for the ride. You feel like, you know, like you're there. So What's true? Yeah, and obviously the pool scene is so awesome when he's standing on the roof. Oh, yeah, I am a golden guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so great. It's great. Yeah. So the, from there, I go to my number one, um, which is was a was an actual excellent book, and then um, surprisingly an excellent movie, uh, which is uh, High Fidelity, which, by, which was originally a book by Nick Hornby, and then a movie starring John Cusack, uh, Jack Black, and others, uh, which I think really for uh, for me, uh, especially with you two knuckleheads, kind of captured <laughs> that idea. Of, um, yeah, no argument here. Kind of, that kind of uh, echo chambery uh, musical huddle you can get in with friends and really make that uh, a bigger part of your life than it probably is deserved, uh, but also how uh, how much it can kind of guide you through the rough rough spots of life. Well and put. That, well said. That's why I took away from it. Yeah. Well, well said. Uh, I mean, we could probably play clips from that movie all day. Here's here's one. Jack Black, the wreck. I mean, it's just such a, yeah, such a great movie. Dick, what's this? It's the New Balance, Sebastian. Do you like it? Holy shit! What the fuck is that? It's the New Balance, Sebastian. It's the record we've been listening to and enjoying, Barry. Well, that's unfortunate. Because it sucks ass. <laughs> this is kind of like what we do. You know what I assume? More or less. Just shit right on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I relate to Jack Black's character in this movie a bit too much. <laughs> um, I think it's a yeah, well, well, uh, well deserved. I love it. So that's my list, guys. Scott it's Pilgrim, great. Empire Records. This is Spinal Tap, Almost Famous, and then obviously High Fidelity. So there you go, my top five. Very nice. Very yes. nice. All right. Time for me to give you my top five now. Top five music-themed movies. Number five is Walk the Line. 
I thought it was uh, extremely well done. I thought even the soundtrack, obviously Joaquin Phoenix's singing was great. I, I, I loved it. And a uh, great biopic about the life of Johnny Cash starring Joaquin Phoenix. Number Did Joaquin Phoenix actually sing? On, yeah. On oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, his, I didn't remember that. And his walk the line. I mean, he, and I think his singing is actually uh is 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 really is is very good i mean it wasn't just like you know no, it is it good was, i didn't realize yeah. it was him singing yeah this yeah it was and him. just and tangentially and i almost put on my list was walk hard uh the doing oh, me too. yeah yes. it's worth a mention great. of course it is worth parody. a mention yeah. as a fantastic parody yes yeah yeah todd this is this is joaquin phoenix here singing on this track oh, really? yeah You know what? Come to think of it, Reese Witherspoon sang as well. Yeah. It's a great movie. I really, it was great movie. very close to being on my list. Yeah, Walk the Line at number five. Number four, which won an Oscar for, I believe it did. I believe. I haven't looked this up. For <laughs> Three Six Mafia, who you may know now. As the guy, uh, what's his name? Juicy J. Got to oh, start. Juicy yeah, J. Juicy J. Got to start with 3 6 Mafia. And of course, this song, Hustle and Flow, number four on my list. Is that it's hard out here for a pimp? Yeah. Yeah. No, Scott, you're right. I did win an Oscar. 3 6 Mafia did win an Oscar. Yeah. And then, of course, Juicy J, who has. Yeah. All right. Hustle and Flow at number four. Number three, uh, the, the the movie that gave us, that launched the career of Ryan Bingham, which is Crazy Heart, uh, and of course starred Jeff Bridges, in which Jeff Bridges did sing, and of course Jeff Bridges does perform music, uh, so not that far a stretch for him, but uh, but Crazy Heart uh, probably helped, uh, helped catapult his music career, which took place later in life. And my top two are the same, Harrison. It's almost famous at number two and high fidelity at number one. I got nothing original there. So those are my five. So my five, walk the line at five, hustle and what can you do? at four, crazy heart at three, uh, and two almost famous and one high fidelity. That's great, man. I, walk, uh, I was going to say crazy heart was another one that uh, it was hard for me to, to not include, but it was like it was definitely in my honorable mention territory. Yeah. So. Uh, Belly, which starred Nas and DMX, did not make my my list. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. It was uh, it was it's, that's a that's an obscure uh, B movie from the 1990s. So anyway, okay, that's it. <laughs> so should I should I should I go ahead? Please, yeah, please. All right, okay. Well, there are going to be some repeats on here, but uh, number five, I do have this is Spinal Tap, as Harrison did. Um, nice. It's an eminently quotable classic, and classic as he said. And I always think of the line, the first thing I think of is that this one goes to 11. <laughs> and it always reminds me of staying up and listening to the WHFS Top 11 at 11, um, which was on like every weekend or something like that. Around 11. It was on around 11. It was around 11. That's how much I was doing at 11 p.m. on weekend, weekends. Um, but every weekend they'd start it and play that clip from Spinal Tap. So I always think of that. And uh, yeah, and Harrison summed it up pretty well but it just is a brilliant mocking of 70s rock excesses and cliches so that's five number four um i actually have a oscar nominee a current oscar nominee number four i have whiplash um i don't know if you guys have seen it I haven't seen it but... yet is it good okay it's great that's on my list but 
Um, no, does it fit, w- does it fit into our kind of our like is this musically minded? I mean, do you oh, feel definitely. like is there a lot of different music, or is it? I feel like it's just it's not the same drum beat over and wait, over again. Harrison, Harrison, yeah, you no, I mean, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, Harrison, you haven't seen the fucking movie, and you're you're like, I don't know if this is really on our. I'm not sure if this, yeah, I don't know if this could qualify to be on the list. But I love, I love Harrison. We, I haven't seen it, but I'm just not sure about this. Yeah, I like that. Dude, authority trumps all the time. I'm just trying. To, I'm over here trying to sound like no, I know what I'm talking look, about. I know. I think this this fits. Uh, you know, probably well as much as as much as any, at least on my list. Because okay. It's, I mean, it's it's showing what I like about it is it's cool because most of the other stuff that it's on my list is people talking about music. Maybe people, you know, and some people playing music. But but this this is really about um, you know the portrayal of a musician who's obsessed with his craft and perfecting it and being the best at what he does, which is being a drummer, a jazz drummer in this case. Gotcha. But it's, it's, it's incredibly intense. Um, I mean, you watch this movie and it's like, you're, 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 you can, you're, your whole body is like tensed up, but it's a, in a good way um, the whole time. And J.K. Simmons, who's nominated for an Oscar also himself, I mean, he commands every scene that he's in. He's this like tyrannical conductor. And, uh, it may be the only time you ever see like a, I think it's a five or six minute drum solo, in a non-documentary, <laughs> or, or or like a, just a live performance movie. But it actually adds to the dramatic tension of the movie. So it's really well done. Miles Teller is also is great. He he's the he's the main guy, the drummer. So and it's like it's he's at like a Juilliard type of program. It's supposed to be the most prestigious music school in the country. So definitely a music. You know, a heavy music theme, uh, but really, really good. And I, I debated putting it in there because it's relatively new. Mm-hmm. Um, and you knew Harrison would give you shit. Lot... And you knew Harrison. Always. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 No, but there, there's a lot of stuff that, like, you guys mentioned. Like, I fear change. Records, Crazy Heart, Walk the Line, that I considered. But this movie, I don't know, maybe it's because I saw it recently and it was, you know, the first time. But it just had a, a real, I don't know, it had it had more, an impact. And, and so I thought it was worth mentioning. And it obviously ties into... The Oscars coming up. So, number three, uh, School of Rock, which we touched on already. Um, or did we? We didn't touch no, on No, we didn't School touch on No, we haven't. Good oh, choice. Sorry. Good yeah, choice. Great, sorry, great we choice. didn't touch on School great of Rock. Great choice. My we favorite... talked about Jack Black. That's why I was yeah, thinking. Well, yeah, and another great Jack Black scene, the explanation of The Hangover, of course, okay. which is Who's awesome. Who's got food in here? When he comes oh, yeah. in to teach. This is great. You're oh, not going to get in, Travel. I'm hungry. <laughs> You. What do you got? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Teach. 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 All right, look. Here's the deal. I've got a hangover. (laughs) Who knows what that means? Doesn't that mean you're drunk? No. It means I was drunk yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love so that. This movie, this movie is great because it's yeah. not about a love for rock and roll, but it's about the love of the rock and roll lifestyle and like trying to find a way to make it work. And maybe Scott, maybe you can relate to that. You yeah, know, I, don't know. I, I like it. No, I love it, and I love it. Also, it's you know, I think it also really the way it it, it 
it did change the way that I think we look at teaching kids about rock. I think that oh, know, obviously yeah. now we see this, the School of Rock is a thing, an actual thing for teaching kids It's all over rock. the country. Yeah. yeah. But this and a is, shout out to the Moody Suzuki for writing some great music. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it's like just it's listen to the music, but yeah, go ahead, Todd. Yeah. No, I was going to say, like, it's, I love, you know, some I think Jack Black's kind of a polarizing actor because I think people love or hate him, and I've talked to people who hate him, and I don't really understand that. But this is, you know, if you love Jack Black, this movie, which I do, I mean, this movie is him in prime form. And you, you know, you can just feel his, and he is a huge music fan in real life. Obviously, he's got some Grammy award winning. Yes, that's right. But, but, but he, you know, he, it oozes his love of music. You feel it, you yeah. know, and that's the beauty of him. You know, he's acting, but you can feel that, that you know, he makes you want to be a student in his class. But I think it's relatable for any aspiring or wannabe rock star. You know, anyone, anyone can relate to that feeling of just worshiping. I, you know, not just the rock star lifestyle, but I think, you know, the music itself, like, he's got the cool love with it. So, and Richard Linklater, you got to give him props, and he's nominated for an Oscar coming up for Boyhood. Yeah. And he's the director of this movie, and yep. he did a, 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 you know, I think. And, of course, Daisy, very, Daisy a Confused. Director. And Daisy Confused. Yeah, yeah. Right, I was going to say. We, he's he's like, Linklater, he, he you probably, know, tell. yeah, he probably belongs in the Twisted Lister Hall of Fame. We should do a Hall of Fame induction at some point. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, for oh. sure. Yeah, yeah. Linklater, Cameron Crowe, they've got to be. And Jack there. Black, probably. <laughs> this is from School Rock. Yeah. So good, this scene, this is near the end. When the kids are performing, which it's awesome. Do what Magic Man do. Now what Magic Man say. Say what? Now can I please have the attention of the class? Today's assignment. Oh, great movie. So oh, good. God, so good. Right. Ned Schneebel. Yeah. Right, we saw oh, the theaters together in uh, Arlington back in the day. 11 years ago now but yeah <laughs> oh movie, man that I, I so good just love that movie yeah that's that so anyway. moving on to number two um i have almost famous which you guys discussed um but you know sex drugs rock and roll brings it all together beautifully it also with billy brings crudup. together with billy crudup yeah that's right <laughs> billy crudup. Brings together, you know, so many great things. Music, journalism. Uh, we were all journalism people back in high school, so we can relate. But, uh, you know, the, the 70s excess that I mentioned before, the groupie culture, and it's just masterfully done as only Cameron Crowe can. And, uh, you know, we mentioned that I am a golden god scene. There's the airplane scene where they all think they're going to crash, which is a great. I love that scene. Yeah. And so they all basically spit out, like, their whole truth and why they hate everyone. Yeah. And then the, the plane doesn't crash. I love that. Yeah. It's awesome. Classic um, trope, but well done in that movie. And then, and then of course, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman is is great as Lester Bangs. Yeah. Um, and oh, yeah. Francis, Francis McDormand and, just kills it as the mom. She's so good. Yeah. Well, that was that's so. it's uh, uh, it's a great it's it's yeah it's it's it's, it's awesome. It's a it's, it's a brilliant yeah. movie. It was part of you know he Cameron Crowe. That's why we talk we talk about the music, but like. Harrison was talking about uh, Say Anything last week, and you know that's a Cameron Crowe movie, but 
And okay. singles could have very easily been on our list, and I'm I'm almost surprised that we didn't get it on there. Yeah, anywhere. but it's. Not I, a, I thought about it, but uh, I, I felt like it was not music was not a big theme in the movie, even though the music was great on the soundtrack. Right, right. But it, but it was but it was a huge undercurrent of the movie. I mean, like they go and they go see uh, Alice in Chains play. They got Mother Love Bone on the side of the thing. You got Citizen Dick as a side thing. Uh, the guys from Soundgarden show up. I mean, like, there's a lot of. of I, I, I don't think it belongs on this list. It, we All mentioned right. it last year when we did a soundtrack episode. I Dev, think it was yeah. our number one soundtrack. Yeah. It was. Okay. All right. Yeah, All right. Yeah, That's yeah. fair. I don't think but it no, look, it was. It's close, listen, though. I, I thought about it. Look, I, it definitely crossed my mind. It, you, could def, you could make a case for it, but I felt like music wasn't, like. That's deep. fair. I thought the theme was about, you know, dating and finding someone. That's fair. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I agree but, with um, that. So. Moving on to my number one, uh, High Fidelity. I think we have a, it seems like we have a consensus here, yeah, rare, yeah. Uh, three, you know, three-person consensus. But um, you know, I don't have to say a lot about it. It is my favorite movie of all time, so it could be number one on any list. As you guys know, I think for me it is. I'm a huge John Cusack fan. He's my favorite actor. So you got John Cusack. You've got vinyl and you know, record store, which I have spent many, many hours in in my life in various record stores. You've got music lists, which obviously we yeah. call them. <laughs> yeah. And you've got Jack Black, who's great. You've got, you know, the angst, his relationship angst, and then the guest spots by none other than Springsteen. Springsteen. Yeah. But also Lisa Bonet, Tim Robbins, they're great. And so. Ah, it's so deep. It's such a it's, oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Such a good movie. Yeah, you know, I used to have oh, the. Yeah. I actually. I should find it. I used to have hanging on my desk in college the top five, one of the Rob Gordon top five lists, and I the one about the top five job. I used to think of the top five jobs either that I would want or did you say top jobs? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah top five. I love that. Yeah, if they, time were not an if time were not a yeah, an yeah. We should. Oh my god. We, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was great. That's a great part of the movie. Yeah, it, top five. And he talks about all the free records he gets. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's funny because obviously it's a huge influence for for this show because you know i mean that's we could probably do a whole but see we, we as we try to find our niche we should cancel the billy joel podcast and we should just do a podcast about uh high fidelity top five dream jobs architect four was number five four which wouldn't be mine four would be film director any kind except german or silent three <laughs> any kind of musician aside from a classical artist or a rap artist two producer at atlantic records 1964 to 1971 and number one which goes back to this is great because number one goes with our number two movie number one is journalist at rolling stone between 1976 and 1979 so oh that's perfect. perfect there you go perfect yeah, yeah. so there you go uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 just and it's all about the mixtapes and the whole oh that whole thing where he's and he's reclassifying his records right it's oh it's just yeah it's great oh my god it's, it's oh yeah it's such a oh so good so good anyway. and you know what's funny is like the one thing one thing about that movie is, is funny I think it came out around like two thousand maybe two thousand yeah that one, sounds about right something like that ninety nine yeah. two thousand um, yeah so yeah Y two K movie but. It uh, the funny thing is when I, I you know when I first watched it I was like I love it Rob Gordon great character everything about it and later on not that I liked the movie any less but like you know maybe it was I don't know five or ten years later but you start to realize how much of an asshole his character is 
and you're like, wow, he's really a piece of shit. But I still love it. You know? yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't change that fact. But you realize later on, you're like, wow, he's such a, you know, such a dick. But still yeah, but isn't that what movies stuff. are all? But then he, but yeah, but then he comes around, and he, I love the the ending scene. No, he does. He comes around. Yeah, and that's what movies are. But that's... he still wants to go out. He wants to hook up with the, you know, the journalist who's interviewing him. Remember? Yeah, yeah, but that's what. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, I do want to mention. Speaking of journalists interviewing somebody. Uh, and a, and a, a, a movie that doesn't make the list because it's not a music movie, but music plays a role in it. And and it, similar to this, is top five, the Chris Rock movie, which involves a journalist following him around, interviewing him, uh, the main character, which is played by Chris Rock, which is basically himself. And, and they make these top five lists throughout the movie, and they do these top five lists about hip-hop, basically, throughout the movie. And that's kind of the link between all of him and you know between him and his friends and family uh and they just say top five and it was it was interesting especially coming off of our 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 uh, show about hip-hop back you know several months ago but anyway that's another cool movie with some music references worth checking out too that went on a tangent i went from chris i went sorry john no i think it's worth mentioning but yeah it's it's a modern day you know list countdown well i i wish of course i would have been fine with that movie having just listened to the top five list because there was some interesting stuff for example one one character makes an argument for ice t to be in the top five hip-hop artists and i thought that was very interesting interesting yeah it was very interesting uh so yeah so so now we've got I, i we have a one and two obviously that's done it's high fidelity and almost famous would be number one and number two on the list then we've got to fill out three four and five so the nominees are i think this is spinal tap has two votes that's that's true all oh, right yeah. so so spinal tap comes in at three right yeah i think so yeah 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 spinal tap is at three so then the other nominees crazy heart hustle and flow walk the line empire records whiplash and uh, scott school pilgrim. of rock and scott, scott pilgrim scott pilgrim all right I, school of rock I think. Go I, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, say that yes. that's hey, no I'm, Obviously, I'm cool with that. That was the one. Yeah, School of Rock. So number five. All right. On the... I'm gonna. I, I vote for Empire Records. I think that's a good pick. I'm, I'm good with that. I can. I can support that. Ooh, I don't know if I. Scott, feel... what do you think? I'm. I don't know if Empire Records is as strong as you guys are making it out to be. I, it's a really good. I know, and I know our affinity for '90s nostalgia is very high on this show, but I think it may be taking you guys over a bit on this pick. Uh, so what do you what do you think? Uh, my, you think uh, I mean, I have Crazy Heart higher than Hustle and Flow on my list, but I would go Hustle and Flow to kind of change it up. Hustle and Flow is a really good movie. Uh, obviously, we've talked, you know, and, and it also brings hip hop into the mix, which there aren't a lot of movies of that quality about hip hop. I thought Terrence Howard was incredible in that movie. Uh, you know, I, I think it's and again, the music in that movie is really good, too. I, I'd. I'd I'm trying to make an argument here for us on flow. So, I think so, Todd, so Todd, you're winning the list right now. You got four out of five. So I guess you're the tiebreaker here. Uh, you get hustle and flow, or um, or Empire Records. Empire Records. It's your I mean, call. I I gotta go Empire Records. I've never seen Hustle and Flow, so all I right, can't oh, win there. So. See, that's you know, I win by default. I, you know, it's not it's not an honorable win, but I'll take it. Yeah, and you got it. All yeah, right, so the, the five, by the way, yeah, we got to have the Twisted Lister. The twi- these are the movies that are playing at the official South by Southwest Twisted Lister Film Festival next year. It will be number five, Empire Records, number four, School of Rock, number three, Spinal Tap, 
number two, Almost Famous, and number one, High Fidelity. And I think we'll watch that movie three times because it's worth it. So, in a row. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So there, you, there you have it. That's the 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 definitive list and some awesome honorable mentions too that were left off the list. I think so. Uh, anyway, that was that. Oh, man, and it was great. I can't believe we we had a you know one and two all the same. So. Made sense. Never happened before. That's fantastic. That's a first. That's a first. Yeah. So, it's a Worcester consensus, folks. Mm-hmm. Mark your calendars. <laughs> Whenever you listen to this. So, yeah. <laughs> and enjoy. You know, and I also wanted to – it is Oscar week. That's what, of course, was the impetus for this topic. And uh, favorite, you know, and obviously they're going to give out best original song. And I don't know if any of you guys have a pick, but my pick certainly – is Glory by Common. I think it's a great, great song. That is a great it song. It is a great song. It's Common and John Legend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so good. By the way, going back to the Parenthood episode, uh, Noah and I have a dance we do to this song. It's really good, by the way. You guys, you, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When the war is won, we will be sure. Nice. Sounds good. What? What? It, Scott, do you do you know the other nominees offhand? I don't know. Uh, offhand, no. Uh, you have uh, Mike Campbell. I'm not and Julia Raymond doing. I'm not going to miss you. You have Everything Is Awesome by Sean Patterson, which is from the Lego Movie, I think. Uh, Great right, Fall, yes. Diane Warren, and then uh, Lost Stars by Danielle. Uh, Reese Black, uh, that's Alexander. But is there a chance that Let It Go just wins like every year? I mean, is there? Are they? Even, <laughs> is there? Is there? You know, I could see like, is Adina Menzel just gonna get up there Kanye style and just be like, no, and take it away from yeah. John Legend and Common? <laughs> just be like, no, the award's still mine. It's still mine. Uh, you know, and I wanted to use the opportunity to talk a little bit about Common and his career. I, I think he still puts out really good stuff. I think his style is still uh, his 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 style is original. Uh, his voice is very unique. I I just I think you know obviously we know most of his stuff has a really positive message. I I go I listen to the light from back in the day from one of his albums back in the day all the time. I find myself listening to that track all the time. Uh, he puts out really good stuff, and it's going to be interesting to see how common um, is remembered when, when, you know, when he's done putting out music, because I don't feel like he ever broke through. I, I mean, hopefully, I guess just right. Didn't make anyone's list of course, uh, for this, this, uh, that would be on Vicky's list. I have to say. <laughs> She's watched that movie about 50 times. That's a different list. Yeah. But how does, how do you like just right? If, if, if just right, if love and basketball sets oh, the bar, just right. But how, can, if, but if you have, but there's no, it doesn't even, I feel like, you're, if, if I have to watch either Love and Basketball or Just Right, I'm going to watch Love and Basketball 10 times out of 10, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. No? I, I don't th- I, I've watched Love and Basketball. I, it's good, but I don't think it's like great. But Speaking of right, Love and Basketball, speaking of Love and Basketball, 8 Mile did not make anyone's list. Which oh, is that's, Mackay Pfeiffer. That's true. Uh, My, and actually. Wait, uh, no. Mackay Pfeiffer wasn't. Hold on. Omar at Wait. Omar Epps is loving basketball. Why did I think Mackay Fight? Yeah, he's because there's basketball. a there's what there's a is there an ER connection there? Were they both ER people? Is that why? Is that? I, yeah, I, I think so. I don't know, but yeah. but I, yeah, our loyal listener Michael, he he did say he thought Eight Mile should be mentioned. Was, yeah, I told him it wasn't going to make my top five, but he said, "What about Eight Mile?" And I was like, "Hustle and Flow is better. Hustle and Flow is better. The music from Eight Mile is very good, which we talked. Yeah, about. that's yeah. what I said to yeah. him. Music is really good, but the movie, yeah. you know, leaves." Leaves a lot to be desired, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Him and M's acting <laughs> attempt there. 
So our our vote, collective vote, does anybody else have anything? Any Do they want to vote for any of the other Oscar songs other than Glory by John Legend and Common? I like Everything is Awesome. It's catchy, but yeah. that is a, not yeah, Everything is Awesome is cool, but I think Glory probably yeah, should, it's, should it's win. Yeah, it's trumped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's 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 kind of it for our Oscar uh, our Oscar episode here. And Todd, what do you what have you been listening to this week, man? Hello, Todd? Harrison. Harrison, Todd. Hi. I started with Todd. I, Todd <laughs> I wow, it really threw Todd out. <laughs> Sorry, Todd. Uh, Harrison, what are you what are you listening to this week? <laughs> Todd, well, as I didn't mean you're to... selling Todd Sunder. I've been listening yeah, yeah. to the uh, the Father John Misty album this yeah. week, uh, which I thought was great. Uh, it's a good uh, folk, you know, kind of folk rock album. A little singer songwriter action. Which I'm sure Todd has more to say about it if he's still here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do. I'm here. Yeah. I do. Todd, you are you? Uh, you know, when I saw Father John Misty perform. The sounds were very similar to the sounds that we just heard. He, uh, he, which is not he. It's a band, but it's him. You know what I mean? He was crazy. Yeah. Like he was just like rapping himself on the microphone, doing kind of a weird Jim Morrison type of impression. Oh yeah, yeah. he's he's amazing live. I've yeah. seen him a couple. I saw him at Coachella a couple yeah. of years ago. I saw him. I've seen him twice at nine thirty club. He's so good live. I'm actually, well, I'm hoping to see him in the next few months on this tour. I actually am seeing. He's opening for the Decembrists, which is cool on this tour. So I'll be seeing them then. But this album is, I think it's a great album. I think it's kind of a polarizing album. Um, but it's its really good. It's its actually very funny, but uh, not in a, you know, in an intentional way. And, the, and uh, like, yeah, very tongue in cheek funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And sometimes to a fault, I would say, like sometimes he goes too much into just being like a sarcastic asshole, which is like basically his stock in trade. But Sometimes it goes too far with it, but it's a great album. I don't know that it's as good as his first album. It's the only thing I would say, but it is really good. Um, but the other thing I was going to mention was the Decemberists album. The Decemberists, uh, What a Terrible World, What a Beautiful World. And I was just telling Scott, I think, yesterday, but that for me is an early uh, nominee for Best Album. Really? So yeah, no, we'll see February? if it holds up. You know, we'll strong. see what else comes out. I just, uh... But it's, it's an yeah, it's an incredible album. I love the Decembers, but and this is better, I think, than their last. I don't know. I just, I don't think it. I don't know albums. if it brings a lot of new anything new to the table as far as like the Decembers sound. For me, like it just didn't. They just didn't. It sounded like everything else they've done for the last ten years. But you know, maybe I'm missing something. I haven't. Listened I don't know. I thought it was like a little more relatable. I thought some of their stuff, you know, people didn't like. You know, I could people didn't like the Crane Wife, or they didn't like some of the other stuff they've done because it was I think it was too like I say like they couldn't they couldn't relate to it it was like too much of a concept proggy kind of prog folk if yeah. you will but um but I feel like this album is not like that I feel like this album is like more of a down to earth kind of album where they're just like it's more straight ahead pop folk kind of stuff and I, I don't know I okay. so far you know I've, I've loved it so I'm looking cool. forward to seeing them I have been listening to a album, an album actually from two years ago that I kind of rediscovered. I, I fell on top of it 
Uh, Chimes of Freedom, the Bob Dylan Amnesty International tribute, which came out, which has a bunch of covers on it. And I somehow landed on the Airborne Toxic event cover of Boots of Spanish Leather, and then that took me on, on Spotify, and that ended up taking me to the whole album. And I never spent much time with it when it came out back in 2012, but it's great. Uh, you know, nothing earth-shattering there, but if you haven't checked it out, I mean, the list of people involved with it is amazing. It's, I, I don't know what's happening here. I... I <laughs> <laughs> what Todd, did you zip did you did you just zip up your studio <laughs> no i didn't i'm sorry i'm trying to figure out some audio issues here so. <laughs> well i was saying chimes of freedom bob dylan tribute it's it's a it's an album with michael fronti brett denon airborne toxic event my morning jacket Raphael sadiq and many many more uh i've been listening to it it came out in 2012 check it out all right, before we go, everybody's take on Kanye, roundtable. He's dominated us for the last week. I'm sure we're going to – I mean, a week doesn't go by. A weekend doesn't – he's got to show up at the Oscars, right, I would assume, or is it, yeah. the, end of, is it the end of Kanye? Kanye? Any, anybody? <sighs> anybody? I mean, I, didn't we talk about this last week? I don't know if there's more to say. Well, he's out there, yeah. He, I, I just – I think uh, – I, and I said it before. I'll say it again. I think he's kind of the Brian Wilson of our time. He's a brilliant artist, but he's not so good on with – social graces and um the sooner he can put himself away the better but you know and focus on his next album but he shouldn't be allowed in public yeah but this music <laughs> this, the new music isn't very good i mean this is the problem the new music just isn't very good and i love what todd oh, yeah, well. i love what todd said to me earlier in the week todd said that he, you know he, he nominated for artists of the century which is an interesting conversation to have, and we'll have to have it another time. But, yeah, I mean, he's a nominee, but his his output hasn't been – I don't know if it's been strong enough. Another thing I wanted to say, take away from the week in music, uh, as we talk about lists for the future, is, you know, like, greatest entertainer of all time, when this universe is all over and it's all said and done, I think Paul McCartney may go down as the greatest entertainer of all time. What this guy is doing is remarkable, and if he does it for another 20 years, Tony Bennett's 88 years old. So, so, so McCartney's got you know if he can, and then these blues guys played until they were like 400 years old. So, you know, if if McCartney does this for another 20 years, he's I, I don't know my opinion, but I don't know if you guys haven't. I've just been thinking about that because he's been doing a bunch of stuff lately. So that's all. <laughs> I can see where you're coming from. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just, I, on the Kanye thing, you know, yeah. we've talked about it before, but yeah, I think, you know, the guy's obviously an asshole and he's delusional, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, but I, but musically, you know, yeah, he, yeah, sure. Not everything has been amazing that he's put out, but, you know, he's had some incredible work. He's revolutionized the rap world. Well, well wait a minute. He wait, has. He has revolutionized. More than anyone this century. He is he revolution so. well but his earlier music was very good hip hop. What? No, no, the the earlier albums were the first three albums were great hip hop. Well, no, I don't like uh, 808s and Heartbreaks, but the, the the first couple albums were great hip hop obviously. And um and then I he's completely strayed from it. I think intentionally i mean i think i, I mean my beautiful dark twisted fantasy no no that's is, good thought, an no, amazing I'll, album. yeah yeah i'll give you that yeah. and, and even and but yeezus I, i've always said this yeezus to me is more of a rock album it sounds like with kanye doing nine inch nails to me um yeah but that I yeah mean, but that's still but it's still him and it's it still is. good this is still but, him and very different for from any rap album 
Yeah. Right. Well, the songs he's debuted, though, over the last two weeks, uh, not that strong. The one he did on the SNL 40th anniversary. By the way, SNL 40th anniversary, if you haven't watched the, the Miley Cyrus cover of Paul Simon, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, you should check that out. That's very good, too. But anyway, Miley Cyrus. Nice. Ser- seriously, I, she's an interesting one, too. I mean, it makes you wonder if Miley Cyrus had just kind of gone the path of becoming a I don't know, like a country singer or something. You wonder how different things would have been. <laughs> she's a really good singer, and, and she's obviously talented in her own way. But anyway, uh, anything else, guys, to add before we end the Oscar episode of Twisted Lister? I think that's a wrap. All right. Yeah. Well, then, taking us out is, of course, Randy Newman. I love L.A. Girl, highway. Big nasty head out of my side. 